You know, the reason we use that song, that that Kesha song... The is one because, that we've just heard, yeah. Yeah, is because it's the... It's in the movie. It's it's the final song of the movie that, that takes us to the credits. I think it very much ties into the core themes of Bad Mums too, because um, they are predominantly female characters that this film sort of focuses on. Yeah, so it's very well, they, much... They are moms, aren't they? And they are, they, are, they are a woman. They are together women. So, hello, welcome to The Even Worse Idea of All Time. My name is Jamie. Because we didn't explain that before. It's just like, why are they using Kesha? And, I mean, they probably would have thought, oh, you know, it's a movie about mums. They're His name's all over. But it's not, we didn't seize that initiative. We're just copying it. It's a podcast where we watch. And it's a great song. Bad Mums 2, 52 times. Like, when we first hit upon it as a theme, we had actually listened to it quite a lot. Um, Today we watched the film for the 13th time. On bushwalks, on buses. There's nowhere that the song doesn't work. We usually have a third host called Alistair. Uh, <laughs> he is still, still away from us. Still un- unable to call in, but he is still watching the movie. Oliver, 13 times. And I'm Oliver. Um, yeah, we are now a quarter of the way through our quest. Yeah. And I feel bad. Oh, I feel bad. I, I w- This is not the hardest watch, but this was the one that I was that I have felt the worst about doing. Mm. Earlier today, I said to Oliver, I don't know if I can do this. You said last time you hadn't felt much dread before before yeah. now, and I didn't think that was entirely true. There was a time you talked about when you're on a beach and you're feeling bad. Oh, uh, no, but I think even at the time, yeah, I remember that one. I was on a beach and I thought, but I, I think I said on the podcast at that time, I did, it was sort of a conscious thing where I was like, oh, I have to, do this. I have to go and do this tonight. You know, that's, it'll be quite a contrast from my lovely day at the beach, but... I don't think I, it still was, it wasn't a feeling of dread at that point. It wasn't like I, I, I didn't think I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I just kind of thought, oh, you know, I've, that that's coming up. And it's an interesting feeling because it's a thing that's pretty simple to do. Uh, it's not a strenuous task. It's not um, physically difficult. No, it's it's all about the mind. You it's know, sitting there and watching a film difficult. sounds easy. And it is easy. I've done it before. Look, people are living worse lives than us, aren't they? People are yeah, facing man. tougher hardships. But I tell you what, watching Bad Mums 2 13 times, it's not easy, folks. Wouldn't recommend it. Wouldn't, re- wouldn't recommend seeing it once, honestly. Uh, I would if you're a listener to this. Just to Yeah, yeah. If you, if you are a listener and you're, and you're curious to... Just because you see all those little bits and you go, oh, they talked about that bit. Mm. And we didn't do that a lot last week, but I want to really, I want the mantra of this episode to be focusing in. We've got to really, really dig into the minutia of that. We, we did a thing this week, actually, um, which we haven't, because obviously, you know, when you watch a film, you're, you're drawn to the foreground. Yeah. That's what the director wants you to see. Mm-hmm. So we were... That's the point, yeah. We did a whole big fuck you to the director, which is, you know... There are two directors. Given actually. we've talked to, to one of them on Twitter, that's pretty mean of us. But it's just <laughs> a bit like, no, we're going to look at what's going on in the background and, and actively not just like, hey, what's going on there, but always trying to be focusing on what's going on behind there. There's not enough in the background for this movie. I feel like yeah. This, a lot of the time, that's a very hard task. I was hoping that there would be, you know, several mistakes, continuity errors. 
There don't seem to be on this film. I, I never am good at spotting, like, costume errors. I sometimes Like, sometimes do. when people point out, like, oh, he's soaking wet in this one scene, and then the next <laughs> one he's completely dry, that's the sort of thing that passes me by usually. I think I'm, I'm all right at noticing, like, hair changes. So, like, Ooh. if their hair is sort of brushed a certain way, you know, it's swept a certain way, and then, and then you know, in the next shot it's a different if way. If Catherine Hahn suddenly had her hair down, because she's got it up and big most of the time, I'd maybe notice it, but... She has her hair down a reasonable amount. But even trying to visualise now what, what Kiki's hair looks like a lot in the film, it's very hard. And Kiki's if, hair looks the same the entire time. If she changed it up, yeah, but I don't know what that does look like. I know shoulder, it's shoulder length. Yeah. So if her hair changed colour, yeah. it'd be quite the area, and I think yeah. I'd notice that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that does not happen. I, oh, we don't know that. They might add that I scene. do know that. They add scenes every week. Um, or take more. This, what, what was the scene this week that we, that we didn't see? <laughs> yeah. Um, one of Alistair's favourites. It's um, when Kiki's mother arrives and she's going, oh, one of your boobs popped out a few months later. And then Kiki says, mother, you've only just got here. Let's not talk about my breasts. Yeah. It was gone. We, we did not notice that. We know where that's meant to go in the thing. And we heard the line that cues that. And she didn't say it. She this, missed her cue. This lends credence to the fact that this film is ever-changing. It is live every week. The actors do their best to, to you know, to, to keep it the same. But sometimes they slip up. And this week, Kristen <laughs> Bell forgot her line. I think that's got to be an impractical way. They tried to smooth it over, but, you know. Every week they have to reconvene. They have to get the same costumes. Mm. You know, they have to age them down. They have to look like they did during that first And And, and also, the, the days that we do this differ as well. We don't do this on exactly the same day. But we manage to catch them as they're doing it. Yeah. Because it's going out yeah, live. Yeah, yeah. And they don't, you know, they don't make a big deal of it. You just have to sort of tune no. in and, and hope you find it. But I mean, just just the, the time and dedication. Just make it once. And they've got, you know, yeah, just, just, just make the film. Make the one movie. Yeah, it's yeah. worked for so many years. It's worked for every other movie. No. Oh. That was just a sneeze. So, you know, enjoy that one. I didn't. You didn't? That was deeply unprofessional. Speaking of sort of... If I can't (laughs) sneeze on here, where can I sneeze? Building upon... Well, what a question. Um, Building upon that sort of framework of seeing it as a sort of theatre performance... I don't think we've, we've discussed it quite often when we're watching the film, but never on the podcast. The children... Um, belonging yeah. to in the custody of Mila Kunis um, they always enter yeah. without sort of a reason for doing so no, they're, they're entering and exiting frame um, as if they've been waiting off stage mm. for their kid you can just imagine them waiting in the wings you know with script in total torch following the lines of the script and then they hear Mila Kunis say what do you think of this and like, well, here we go here we go to, and they jog on they always seem to kind jog of jog on <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, do. they always seem to kind of run onto stage as it were they do high energy yeah. stuff um, I like to think that you know even when, when we'd see them nowhere they're always on the on the edges of frames yeah, yeah. just waiting they're yeah. like this could be our scene I'm pretty mm. sure it's not but if they call the kids we've got to be there mm. um, it's very odd because um, Christine Bransky notices them um, she's setting up a, a lavish display of, of decorations outside the house so she says come on kids um, she, she says, what do you think of this, kids? And then they We've not seen them anywhere. from nowhere. And then she's seemed to have spotted them, like, crouching on the side of the house, surely. They're sort of down, <laughs> yeah, down beside the house. But they're outside the by the decorations, but the, the plot hinges at that point on them not having seen the decorations before. Yeah. So it's like they were blindfolded on the floor. Like, maybe Christine took them out and sort of, you know, t- t- tied, yeah, a, I, I tied some cloth around, their, around their, their, their eyes. I don't think the writers nor directors... 
paid this much thought. He said, wait for this, kids. Wait for your cue, because this <laughs> shit's going to be fire. Yeah, I just wrote the thing, and then and then Christine Bransky says something to the kids, and they're like, well, where, where are the kids in the scene? Well, I'll just have them just run on from somewhere. But it's, it's, in, it's in several other scenes. And, oh, um, yeah. They don't know what to do with these kids. It's, it's a common theme in the, the Kunis household. Um, her boyfriend just leaves for no reason. When they, when they show up at the start and they go, oh, the bull's won, they have the little conversation, he's no longer needed. So he just goes, right, I'll see you later, or something, you know, words to that effect. Mm. He leaves somewhere else in the house, but we've got no indication of where he's going or why he's going. Mm. They just leave, you know. The, if it not really needed. is like a stage show. And that's, if they're no longer needed, they just go. Yeah. The, the most egregious that's, one that's actually... That's not my screen real estate, you know? Is that same one when Christine Bransky's just entered. The kids are like, Grandma's here. They go up and they say, Hi, Grandma. She's like, you know, hi. They, she gives them presents. And then they just run away. I think possibly with the... You've got to be polite. You've got to sit... If your grandma's just arrived from out of town, you you know, you sit oh, around, yeah, yeah. you do the pleasantries. You, oh, it's, how's your, your journey? Even I if you don't talk, you've got to be there for that. I think possibly what it, it possibly has to do with child labour laws. And the fact that, you know, the amount of hours you can use kids on a set in a day is, is mm. limited compared to, to adult actors. But they give them a reason the for leaving. Yeah, but then again... Maybe they're just off to play some soccer. Yeah, but the thing is, no one else notices this. It's just because we've seen this 13 times that we're like, why do we not get a reason for the kids to leave the scene? <laughs> no one cares about this the first time they watch it. It doesn't matter. And there's no point in dedicating, you know, seconds of screen time to the film, for, you know, for for them to go, all right, we're going to leave now to do this. I think it's increasingly becoming clear to me that this is the right thing to do. Um, if we hadn't watched the film so many times, I would have never noticed the brilliance of Susan Sarandon going, why are you wearing black Pajamas, which I only really came to love in sort of the, the eighth or ninth watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah know, some of those without things... that, like, there could very easily be a, a version, an alternate timeline of my life where that didn't happen. I don't know about black pajamas, and that's worse me. I'd like to see that life. I think I'd like to live there. I'd like to sail away into that alternate timeline where I'm not watching Bad Mums two once a week and. When you actually yeah, do sail between right. timelines, the song that plays is Orinoco Flow by Enya. That's true, yeah. That's programmed into the space-time <laughs> dimension. She, you know, she paid a hefty fee for it, but, um, well, I'm happy she did. Um, but we're not in that, that universe. We're here, and I'm God, fine with it. Was. There are pros, there are cons. And one of the pros, as I say, black pajamas. And you just notice stuff. It's just, it's just a nice little exercise, isn't it? I feel so down this week. <laughs> yeah, same. But also, as I, as I um, said to you in the chat, and both of you, both you and Alistair expressed um, horror on, yeah. on our little Facebook group chat. I said, um, and this is this is entirely true, but I don't think I've really expressed it before because it feels wrong. Um, I don't enjoy the film usually, but in the last sort of twenty to fifteen minutes, yeah. when it's clear that it's wrapping up, when we're through the really hard yeah. slow stuff, I don't want the film to. End. That's weird. But I kind of. I, you, I, can't relate, I can't relate entirely because I always want the film to end. Yeah. But there is kind of a sense. Oh, yeah. For some reason, when the, when the Kesha song starts playing and yeah. the bad mums start leaving, I kind of feel like, oh, don't, don't, don't Do go just to, yet. We have to go now. Yeah. You're it, leaving it, us on our lonesome. It does so. kind of feel like, oh, 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 oh. It always feels like it's come up a, a bit fast. It's like now I've got to cope with everything else. Yeah. I I've think, got all this. My life. <laughs> no, I, I want to spend more time with the girls. Now I have to sit in front of a microphone and just... 
God, what does it all mean? You know? Exactly. And look, I, I like it's distracting me anymore. It's just all there. Mm. I do like life. I do like this better than watching the film. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Just having a chat. But every time it's happening, it's just like I, you, you get so used to it being a part of your life. Mm. And often we're not focused. So it's sort of a background thing. And it's like, this is just how I am now. This is how things are. Mm. I want this to go for much longer. And it just ends and we're left in silence briefly. And it's really hard. I think it'll be... I'm kind of... It'll be interesting to see once once we've done the fifty two watches right and we've put this thing to bed. It'll be interesting to see again how much time would need to pass before I would consider watching the movie again. Because I feel like in a way it might be interesting to watch it again after we've done fifty two, you know, with some time. Once some time has passed, and sort of see what see what the film means to us at that point. Well, that's what I was thinking. Just like from then on, just do an annual watch. Because remember when we did this all the time? Maybe not annual, but you know, it's too much. You can sort of trace how your life's going. You go, oh, five years ago we, we did this all the time, and here's the movie now, and it means so much different stuff. I mean, it's it might the same be, footage. There might be more bad mums films at that point. Actually, sorry, it's not the same footage. They often add new footage <laughs> or remove footage. Ever have said, yeah, there might be. And then we can I contextualize. Feel like there probably will be another bad mum's movie. There's already a, there's confirmation that they're making a bad dad's movie, <laughs> which oof, right. But yeah, I feel like this film is obviously this this franchise is lucrative, and I, I think this isn't the last we've seen of the bad mums. And that is some uh, simultaneously terrifying and also quite exciting that the bad mums will continue. Yeah. It'll be nice to see where these characters can go because we'll know them so intimately. Long after we're gone, bad mums will still be gone. Yeah, it's bigger than us. All right, that's what we have to accept. It's hard, but we're not going to be able to watch all the bad mums films that are ever ever built. Well, we probably can. I I, I can't. Probably not. (laughs) Go for bad bad mums cinematic universe. But they might do a revival in in fifty years. A reboot. Yes, Mm. with the the actors of the day. Yes. Oliver, have you got a shining light this week? Those actors of that day, they're children now. It's weird thinking about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Hollywood's There's a one-year-old out there who's going to be fucking massive. Yeah. And right now, they're just sort of shitting themselves. (laughs) Me too. Yeah? It's the cycle of life, isn't it? You start off shitting yourself, and then towards the end... (laughs) 21 years later, you start shitting yourself again. Yeah, you'd hope it's not that early, but uh, what can you do? My shining... I didn't want to talk about my shining light. Don't you? Well, I, mean, I wanted have to. to say just just vague sort of structure of our conversation because we've talked about looking for a thing in the film that wasn't there. Um, also, another thing we've been looking for for a few weeks is Christmas the Eve, if you'd like to uh, run yeah. people through that. Okay, so <laughs> a few weeks ago now, it was, fuck, it was probably like four weeks ago, mm. I could have sworn at one point in the film Christine Baranski referred to Christmas Eve as Christmas the Eve and I think you pointed this out after we'd finished watching yeah, it yeah. I think I pointed it out at the time right but then, it, but then every week since we've tried to look for where she says it and she never seems to say it because it feels like a quote from the film you've like said Amy it's Christmas the Eve and it's like I remember her saying that but then we can't find it anywhere. Because that's leads so me to good. believe that Christine just did a little bit of improv one watch and then now she's, she's left that line in the dust Maybe we have talked about that on the podcast, but it's 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 so because that'd be so good because that's not how you say it. Yeah, I, I, I like it as a concept. New Year's the day. It's a <laughs> it's a nice you know applying it to other things. It's a slippery slope, really. Oh, <laughs> well, we should talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's see, I'm doing another segue. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. are on fire, and I'm you know I'm not. 
So <laughs> the, the the climax of the film is Amy and uh, her mother, Christine Maranzi, Ruth, they have a fight. Amy kicks her out of the house. She says, look, you can't, you can't fucking be here anymore. You're in on Christmas. She turns around. Amy's children, who like the grandmother, Ruth, they've been watching the entire thing. And they, they turn to her and say, did you just kick our grandmother out of the house? And then they say, look. Sorry about that jingling there. All of us just... Dipping into some mints. It's Christmas jingle bells, if you will. <laughs> uh, Thank you, like, I will. Look, you kicked Dad out. You, you kicked Grandma out. What's next? Us? <laughs> <laughs> and on the very first watch, we sort of, we took that and we're like, oh, We yeah, imagined that's uh, if they went further. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, how far they could go down this route of sort of improbable things. I think it's mostly it's just like well of course you know it's not an argument is it she's like <laughs> no you're not going to be kicked out of obviously not you know you, you're, you're she's your guardian um, kids her are mother's so not entitled blind. to being in the house can they not see how ridiculous Christine has been behaving they've got no context well, you, yeah, you, they only like her because yeah, she brings say. them physical gifts that's what you say but I think there's genuine love there and I think that conveys yeah, love of the brand new iPhone she buys them What's she done to show them that she cares about them, you know? Showered them with gifts. That's quite a sort of um, classic comeback, you know. Someone says something, you yeah, you know, love of that. And then you say something else and it's, it's, it doesn't work, does it? It's weird. What? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's really hard to string words together that, after. That makes no sense to me. No, but I know what I'm thinking. Yeah, well, obviously... And sometimes that can't come to fruition. We can't translate all our thoughts. I don't know what any of this means. You know what this means. What? You know what I'm saying now. No. Okay. I don't know what anything means. That's anymore. right. I'll help you through, buddy. I'm but sitting here rubbing my eyes, hoping that when I open them back up, I'll be in a world that that's filled with happiness and op- open them up and joy and open them. And not a bad mum to be seen. Open them up, and I'll be in. On the white sands of Waikiki. Is that? Where's that? That's in Hawaii. Yeah. And there'll be a cool drink in my hand. And sitting next to me, why, it's none other than J.J. Abrams. And he turns to me and he says, you know, I could really, could really use your help making this new Star Wars movie. And I turn to J.J. and I say, look, J.J., I've got no time. I've got to watch Bad Mums 252 times and JJ turns back to me and he says no such film exists in this world and I weep tears of joy it's a confusing <laughs> fantasy uh, didn't actually sound that idyllic you still seem tortured in this world I think I should just have to, I think I've just had to accept that I'll always be a tortured soul <laughs> Jesus Christ, what is this? This is what the fucking right. film's done to me. You're not a tortured soul inherently. <laughs> so, you know, we go through a rough patch, but I don't think you're, you know, fatally flawed from the outset. Oh, look, there's ups and downs, aren't there? Yes. <laughs> and this is a down, and that's fine, but you, you even ruined your fantasy. But I guess, you know, it's, yeah, okay. Um, it's hard for me, you know, the, the minute you, you let too much joy in, there's just always the fear that it's going to crumble. <laughs> <laughs> You've always got a temporary expectation. Uh, look, what was your shining light? Oh, that's not genuine. It's not genuine. It's it's, I'm playing. I'm playing it up. 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. This, I don't know I'm, about I'm that. in a dark place because of this fucking movie. Yeah, man. But I'm not that bad. My sh- shining light... Um, oh, look, it's just um, it's just a line I hadn't heard before. Yep. Because um, they haven't said it before. Um, in the therapist's office. Yep. We love that scene. Do we? You said she was your favourite character. Actually, yeah, she is my favourite character. You said you love her. Played by Wanda Sykes. Yeah, the only woman I've ever loved. Jamie and Wanda sitting in a tree. <laughs> K-S-S-I-N-G. That's the one. First comes love. Then comes marriage. Then. Something about a baby's carriage, right? It comes a baby in a baby's carriage. Yeah. It's like, why repeat the word babies? <laughs> Just to fit it in. I'd like it, but I'd prefer it to be a baby in sort of a massive horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> He's like dressed as a highwayman. Yeah, I mean, that would be... That'd be Galloping good. out of the uh, sexual organs of Wanda Sykes. A hell of an image. Let's that. make that movie. What was your shining light again? Yeah, we'll call it that. Um... That's not real, though. That didn't actually happen in the movie. Has to be a real thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so, look, it's just... Um, oh, fucking hell. It's really... Hey, I'm, it's all right. I've hit, I've hit something. That's, that's, that's a part of it, you know? It doesn't feel like a wall. It just feels like I'm sort of embalmed in jelly. Yeah, I feel like... It tastes pretty good, but it's just sort of filling my lungs. I feel like I'm stuck. I'm choking. I'm sort of... I'm walking down a corridor and then the floor is just covered in a kind of slime and it's just it's making it's it's not it's not got me stationary but yeah, it's just, I'm able to move it's, but it's taking me such a long time to move but I'm not you know? really getting anywhere either and I don't know where no, to not, get yeah the whole way it doesn't there's a like, lot of sort of expanse for me like I'm in a really empty area it's just all this jelly and it's just like I can move but I don't know which way is the right way no and, mine, and it takes me so long and, I, and I, if I've gone the wrong way I'm, I'm stuffed in mine, there's the hallway, and there's there's something very clear at the end, something that I want to get to, but at the same time, I'm scared of. And so it's like, well, do I want to reach it? Do I or, or just stay, stay, or stay, stay where I am? You know, but you, you just can't. You wanna, You've got the ability to move. Do I want to face the truth and acknowledge it, good or bad, or do I want to stay where I am in this kind of? The symbolism actually seems to be specific. So, what was your shining light? Just. You know, you know what that symbolizes, don't you? We're not. We won't say it. Yeah, and yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Don't say I, that. I just thought. I just thought that might be subconscious. We don't know what. It's not subconscious. Nobody knows. Happy. Listen to me. Listen to me. Nobody knows on which day we recorded this podcast. That's true. Happy Friday. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> my shining light. Yeah. What was your shining light this week? Thought you'd never ask. <laughs> What are we doing? What are we doing here? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking stop checking your watch. My watch keeps buzzing because people are fucking messaging me. Oh, what a cool guy. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. Well, nothing I've got is buzzing. Tell me your shining light. Um, uh, this is, this is, Kiki's mother is saying yes. I've got polio. Yes. Kiki says... <laughs> I think they invented a cure for that. Yes, good. That's shining shining light. light. My shining light. Why'd is... you make it take so long? <laughs> My shining light is to. I keep trying to get it out, and you just get in the way. And it, you know we can make it quick and efficient because it's such a short shining light. And you interrupt, you push in. It's you know great, great. <laughs> My gag. shining great light gag. is at the Christmas party at Amy's house where Kenny G is, and as Kenny G leans in to start performing that performance on his clarinet, 
is a man and sort of a business, so he looks like he's Keep just... Keep the passion up. He looks like he's just come back from a hard day at the office, and he's just sort of nodding. He's nodding, he's, you know, he's not really getting into the music, but he's, just, he's, he's nodding going, yep, this is, this is music. Yeah, I know what music is. This is it. He's not like he's not dancing. He's like still a bit reserved. He's, he's just like, like oh, this is it. Yep, yep. He's like, yep. No, that's certainly uh, yes, that is there is music happening in in this room. I can uh, feel it. That is yes. So I'll just uh, give everyone a bit of a nod. Just uh, I'm hearing this. Yep, yep. Just, uh, yeah, you guys probably are too. But just um, to let you all know, you know, I, I am in fact hearing what's what's coming out of that. I'm I'm quite stream. enjoying it. You know, I'm not going to pull it's a face. Fine. I'm just yeah. like this is this is right. This is something. <laughs> so that was my shining light. You also thought that guy was um, Mila Kunis's son in the future. <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've lost it. Yeah, I have. Um, uh, yeah, Mila Kunis's son in several scenes just sort of nods, overdoes nodding as a reaction to the events. I thought, well, maybe that's the boy. He's time travelled, but that's about as far as the thought went. Oh, look. I appreciate that sort of um, lateral thinking because. Mm. All Alistair seems to be able to do is <laughs> everyone's a sex robot. <laughs> He's got a bit of a fixation, that boy. At the Sky Zone, Catherine Hahn is doing something. What's she done? At Sky Zone. And I hope they hurry up and actually build those robots because they keep predicting it, and Alistair would just love that. a sort of sex robot you can put your you know your genitalia in any machine my leg disk drive of my um my laptop is oof, bad state um did you buy that laptop in 2007 yes so uh there's a line in the film where Catherine <laughs> Hahn says that she's uh banned. oh you can she's uh, not allowed within 50 yards of a sky zone sky zone being a trampoline park every week we like oh we've got a segment I was wondering why you were singing we like, I genuinely we like, genuinely seriously I was like I know we've done that before and I was like that's the song we do and I didn't quite know why we did it that's the song for the segment it didn't feel right to, I didn't, for me to join in yeah, yeah I wanted you to but that's alright she says Catherine Hahn she says Should we do I'm not allowed within no, 50 really yards mean. of a sky zone I've ruined and it. we like to suggest why that might be now Last week it was supposed to be Alice's turn, but he wasn't able to to make it to the record. So we sort of you know did, did a combined effort this week. Obviously, Alistair not here again, so we will do a combined effort again. I'm ready. I guess you ready? I'm no. I was, was going to say I'm really You're not worried ready? about that Alistair guy. Right. Why do you think Catherine Hahn isn't allowed within fifty yards of the sky zone? I think it's got something to do with. She used to be part of the advertising campaign for Skyzone. Right. They used her image. Um, she was on all the billboards. Mm-hmm. But then they started using her image for stuff that she wasn't so down with. Right. They just had sort of a... They didn't even have any text about Skyzone. They just put a massive billboard with Catherine Hahn's face mm-hmm. and just the text just said, I support genocide. <laughs> And she's like, you know, my friends and family might see this and think I support genocide. It's like, what, what Sky Zone hoping to achieve here? I want them to stop using my face. Yeah, it's interesting. What were they trying to achieve? <laughs> did they want... Did, I thought this was a... Uh, does Sky Zone, joint effort. Does Sky Zone support genocide? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, is that what you're, you're getting? Is I think if they're, put, if they're putting out... Either that or they're deliberately targeting this woman and trying to destroy her. Mm, and why would they be doing that? 
Nothing. Perhaps they're trying to censor her. Yeah, they are. They're trying to censor her because they feel that... What? Why? <laughs> this is a fucking dud, this segment. No, look. <laughs> um, I I've set just, something up. Yeah, no, I know. And I just want... I just... I just... What you've done is you've referenced something that we've talked about in real life. Uh, you know, we'll lay our cards on the table there. We won't say what it is, but what he's done there is he's done a little reference. And it doesn't translate well. No. To sort of the medium. No, but I... Why'd I you just, do that? I feel like doing? it's important this week just to highlight the fact that not every week is going to be okay. You know? You laughed when I said the genocide thing. I know. That got a little spark no, 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 no. I'm not saying the concept everybody's going to have. I'm saying just in general. Oh, as, as is very clear, the mood sometimes is going to be so sour. And that's all right. Because that's part of it. That's what this podcast is about. It's about following us <laughs> through this ludicrous fucking thing. And just experiencing what we're experiencing. Before, when I was interrupting you and you were sort of getting a bit of passion, sort of anger into your voice, that was, I felt really good because you, you seemed animated. You seemed your, your old self again. You know, it wasn't yeah, I'm happy feelings. Yeah. Yeah, you back and forth. You are currently quite a way back. Yeah. I'm doing all right now. I'll be fine next time. I feel like you totally railroaded me there when we were trying to do a collaborative effort. I feel like, you know, now you're trying to reflect on how I life I don't is. want to create, I just want to destroy. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> are we, uh, anything else to say then? Or are you just going to... I guess Sky Zone's over. Is this... Yeah, I think so. I think that ended about two minutes ago, and then you sort of tried to save it with a spiel about how life can be. Well, look, life can be hard, but um, look, folks, you dropped the ball there, and we got to acknowledge that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. That's what it's about. It's but about I'm just, I, I just want you to acknowledge it again. Sometimes we are going to drop the ball. Hey, that's, that's all right. Okay. That's what this, that's what this episode's about. We can this pick it up next week. We've got so many weeks that this week the film just tore me down. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Next week I'll get back up again and I'll watch it again. And maybe, maybe not I'll, next week. And maybe I'll feel better about it. Maybe again. you'll still be down. Maybe it'll kick you down. Maybe. Further. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, look, there'll probably be lower lows than this. We're still pretty early in, you know. Lower lows. Yeah. Sound like you're saying sort of LLO. No. Which is actually what um, Peter Gallagher was doing in this movie. He had a, he had a different accent this time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>